Too Many Comics, episode 206. Brooks, it's a week later, have you watched any Disney Plus? I have watched some Disney Plus. Okay, give me a fucking break. Okay, what have you seen? I saw the first episode of the Star Wars Mandalorian. Okay. And I started watching Endgame, but it's so long. It's very long, but you can pick up and, uh, whenever. Whenever you have a free moment. I know, I, but I don't see myself watch because someone was like have you watched all the old disney movies and the answer is no and i feel like that's going to be an issue that i i'm not i'm not in that for that i, I don't, came home the other day and my wife was watching the lady and the tramp interesting was yeah. she did she make a bowl of pasta afterwards <laughs> no <laughs> I, I just feel like that's just so good oh, pasta at any time you don't have to watch the movie for it spaghetti meatballs baby yeah um i would also just say that um I'm 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 in it for the Marvel shows, which which aren't even there yet. Yeah, there was definitely no need to be paying for it now, but uh, whatever. How was the Mandalorian? I haven't watched it yet. Um, the first episode was not that good, and I read into it that it was that you you kind of have to hang in there. I've seen some some things that have been spoiled out because you can't read anything without there being spoilers about yes, any TV show these days. Uh, something about a, a Baby Yoda. I'm not there yet, but uh, you know. It, it is what it is. Okay. I'm, I, 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 would, I would rather, frankly, go into a coma and wake up when the uh, final Star Wars movie is out uh, around Christmas. I'm losing sleep over this. Well, you don't have much longer to wait. I can't wait, dude. You I, don't I, have I, much longer to wait. Are we watching that together? Is that what's happening? I mean, I, You'll probably I, see it before then anyways. Uh, I don't know, man. So it looks like I'm going to, I'm going to be flying home on Christmas Day after it's already out. But I will be home probably after the New Year, probably around, if I had to guess, I'd say like January 4th or 5th. So I'll be home for a good chunk of time. Okay. But you tend, to, you, you tend to travel for this stuff. Will you be in position for the holiday? Are you going to be moving around? Um, I will be back home uh, December 27th to January 2nd. Okay. Are you going back to work on the 3rd? Um, no. Not till the following. I think the second is like a Thursday, maybe. So not till okay. the following week. I like that, and I would like to go get a cheap happy hour uh, at places we used to go. There's right. two I have in mind. By your office, can you can you think of the two? Oh man, cheap happy hours. BJ's. Yes. Uh, what else did we used to go to? Well, Mitchell's Dude. isn't there anymore. No, fuck that place. Um, Cantina occasionally. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Man. All right. Let's do it. Okay. I, want, I, want, I want some guacamole. I want some cheap-ass nachos. I want a very strong, cheap margarita. Yes, they offer that in spades. God. The only thing is you have to drive. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing. Like Here I'm like, I don't have to drive anywhere. I'll just be a mess on the public transportation system, but hey, that's fine. Whatever. Can't wait. All right, let's talk some more Walking uh, Phoenix Joker. So um, first, I can't... the movie became the first R-rated movie to, to hit a billion dollars worldwide. So Highest grossing. Highest grossing. To them. Yes. Of that billion dollars, how much did Joaquin Phoenix make for playing the part? Like four million. <laughs> he had to What's get the back end though, right? Okay, listen. I would do it for one million, but I'm not a good actor, nor am I a celebrity. But just seems that that seems awfully low given the take this way. I don't know, man. I don't know what points he got or whatever that stuff that they do. because um, I'm not in the biz. But that does seem very low. Yeah, certainly. Um, they're comparing it to some other people. 
Uh, Kristen Stewart almost doubled that seven million for Charlie's Angels, which apparently flopped. Bond. Leo got ten million on Tarantino's Once Upon a Time. Uh, so okay, whatever. Four and four and a half million for you know. I assume they figured it would be successful, but probably not this successful. So, but you have not seen this. Nah, not yet. No. I, I honestly, I gotta say, I do recommend it. I mean, I, I saw this as we discussed last week, where I felt like it was like kind of late in the game, where it's like, should you just wait and you know, frankly, have some person that lives in their parents' basement give you a rip of it, or you know, rent it off of like you know one of the services legitimately? But I was like, you know what, a buddy of mine who's a filmmaker wanted to go see it made to really sort of take in that part of it sort of the cinematography and all that stuff man i i gotta say it's it's worth seeing on a screen like that it really is it's a good movie yeah, well i um appreciate your take and i will see it at some point given that it's been so successful what is the worst comic book film of all time so I saw this come through on Multiversity, and I actually I did vote. So there were there are if you think about it, as much as we enjoy comic book cinematic stuff, there have been a lot of piece of shit movies that <laughs> way. There there really have, and I and I don't have it in front of me, but I, I the ones that I can recall that I just I, I'll just run down things like Fantastic Four, mm-hmm. Fantastic Four the second time. Um, Electra, Son of the Electra. Mask, oh, Catwoman, yeah, have, okay, okay, Barb Wire, Blade what, Trinity, were, Spawn. Okay. Okay. Were you to vote in this? In this, we'll call it a contest. Were you to vote? What would you vote for? I, I did vote actually. What would you vote for? And what do you think won? I hope you don't have the results in front of you. I, I do, do not have the results. Uh, okay, uh, it'd be hard to vote because I haven't seen all of these. But of the did ones you, I've seen. Dragon Ball Evolution was really bad. Um, the Fantastic Four reboot I thought was really bad. It's, but it started off good. Yeah, it did, and then it took a turn. I think of the ones I've seen on here, I, I mean, Dragon Ball Evolution was really bad. Like that's like comparing that live action film to what those animes are. Um, it's it's really shitty. <laughs> it never should have okay. been made. Okay, so. I voted for Batman and Robin starring George Clooney, um, which I saw with my little brother when he might have been 12 tops, which is when you're at your most like un, un, unsophisticated movie tastes. Mm-hmm. And, even, and we saw it in the theater and he, even he was like, this is really bad. <laughs> like everybody chill. Um, bad. Um, that took second place. First place that I recall out of this poll, um, when I saw the results the other day, was Catwoman starring Holly Berry, which was also a complete piece of shit. Yes. That, as, as of the latest results, it has 18% of the vote. It's still in first. Batman and Robin has 15% in second. And third place is Dragon Ball Evolution. So that was a live-action movie? Oh, yeah. It's really I bad. I've never even heard of it. When did it come out? Oh, man. The two, like early 2000s, I want to say. I got nothing on that. Dragon Ball Evolution. Yeah, you should just, uh, after we record, just watch the trailer. In 2009, uh, it came out. I never. I, I, I mean, obviously, because of you, I, I know Dragon Ball Z, but I didn't even know that was even a, uh, a yeah. thing. I mean, if you just saw, like, even the poster for it, you you could tell that it looks like a giant giant turd. 
Okay, well, there you go. But yes, uh, I, I, I stand behind Batman Robin as being a complete and utter piece of shit. Anyway, it, it actually ended the, the franchise for a number of years, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Actually, so let's move this up. Um, speaking of Batman, so Christian Bale uh, was um, interviewed this past week talking about why he did not return for a fourth Christopher Nolan movie. And you know why? Why? Because he was not asked to. Because Christopher Nolan said no, and they were like, "Well, if he's out, then you're out." That's basically what he said. Okay. So the mystery solved, which I think is is a bit short sighted of the studio. They, I think when 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 that when the creative direction was was also was lifted, they were like, "Well, let's just repeat the whole goddamn thing." Yeah. But but they, but they left it with, with Ben Affleck, which I thought was a terrible decision. And he's gone, and now it's Robert Pattinson. But, you know, I'll, I'll give the guy a fair shake. I will. I think he's been away from the limelight for some time. That will give him. We'll give him sort of a, a rock and roll reboot, unless mm-hmm. he just just. Am I wrong in feeling this way? No. Like, am I wrong, like, dude? Am I wrong? <laughs> Dirty undies, dude. The, white. <laughs> the whites. So going back to polls. So as you know, I'm a huge fan of the X franchise. I'm really enjoying the entire reboot that's been happening. Dawn of X is what it's called. Under the the shepherding of um, Jonathan Hickman, a poll came out. Best new book launched. I realize you have probably next to no idea what the answer might be, or what the choices even are. This is true. Um, Marauders is what what they've been saying, which is a book. Um, I can't recall the the creative team, but it involves Kitty Pride, who cannot pass through these plants that that are being facilitated through the living island of Krakoa. I know. Uh, I know. Um, and and her sort of trafficking these medicines that uh, are being made available to the human population by mutants in exchange for leave us the fuck alone. That's – Okay. So I was kind of surprised if all the books that, that, that have been uh, you know launched they're, – they're all out now, all of them – that this is the one that, that that's bringing it through the, the front. So, OK, fine. All right. Well, I have, yeah, I have no say vote. in this. Wasn't my vote. All right, so I, let's uh, talk about some books. I voted for Kodos. <laughs> Don't blame me. <laughs> All right, so debut review this week was Family Tree number one out of Image Comics, written by Jeff Lemire, illustrated by Phil Hester. Uh, so this is the story of an eight-year-old girl um, living in small town with her mom and older brother. Uh, we, we pick up where the mom's at work. Um, we're in a grocery store. Older brother gets in trouble at school. He's got some marijuana on him. He's a troubled kid ever since their their dad left. Um, little girl's got a rash going on that she keeps itching. Takes a package from a stranger while waiting outside. And somehow this transforms into her growing a tree out of her. Um, I mean, at its most yeah, basic... But- <laughs> at its most basic storyline, that that's sort of where, where we're left off and what we're given. Is that fair? Yeah, and but but it's told from a sort of kind of like uh, the narrator is is telling the story from the future, looking back. Yes, uh, and and yes, this whole idea where there seems to be sort of a sort of a, a Walking Dead's the wrong term. Where there, there's 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 definitely some people in the story that are not quite right. Yes. And then her daughter uh, gets 
intercepted by some person being like, this will help you out. And it seems to not be the case no, when, when she starts having leaves and what have you come out of her back and arms. Where the hell is this book going? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, at the rate this tree is growing, she could be a full-grown fern before issue three. Yeah, right? It was uh, quickly got on the loose on her arm and then instantly growing out of her back. Um, so again, this is one of those things where we said Jeff Lemire is a is a writer that can be um, hits or miss. I I might give this one at least one more. Where do you find yourself in this in this in this narrative? Yeah, I want to know what we're getting into, and I don't think we really get any of that in this first issue. Of you know, randomly at the end, we've got the grandfather showing up. Um, and even now just going back through and reading the, like the description for the book of possibly insane grandfather embark on a bizarre and heart wrenching odyssey across the back roads of America in a desperate search for a way to cure her horrifying transformation before it's too late. Like now, you know, reading that sentence, I can say, right, there's some grandiose story here. The further they get from home, the more forces threaten to tear the family apart. But it seems like it's going to spiral out of control quickly by the way this is. But from the first issue, it was kind of boring. Like they go to a school. She gets a bag, she's growing a tree out of her. I'm like, who are these people after them at the very end? Like, what? what's going They were just on their way to the hospital. What? What? It's very confusing. So I would like to see if there's a hook of, you know, the bigger overarching story that, that's happening here. So I think I would give it at least another issue. Uh, and if it doesn't happen in that second issue, I might be, like, not able to invest my time. First of all, I liked part of what you did which you which you were like she's going to school she gets a bag (laughs) (laughs) like like, like, we really just break this down it's like a like a bit of a of a a, you know little jaunty tune yes i don't know i really don't and also this goes back to jeff lemire sometimes is not busy at all and then very busy i mean he's got all kinds of shit out right now Yes, he does. It's, this is what we, we learned before, where he had like a lot of shit going. Yeah. And how could you possibly be able to capture it all? Well, capture it all well. Well, he gives it his best effort. Sure. Right. Sometimes he misses, in my eyes. Anyways, for next week, we've got uh, two books that we're going to check out. The first being Batman White Knight Presents Von Freeze, number one. This is from Sean Murphy and Klaus Janssen. From DC Comics, the world of Batman White Knight expands with a standalone tale. On the night of Bruce Wayne's traumatic birth, Victor, Fr- Victor Freeze must intervene to save the lives of Martha Wayne and the future Batman. As the evening unfolds, Victor distracts Thomas with the incredible tale of his own father figures, one a Nazi and the other, the other a Jew and their complex connection to Wayne Laboratories. As the Third Reich roars into power, the deep friendship and working relationship between the, between the Baron von Fries and his research partner Jacob Smithstein is in crisis. Ordered by Heimler to speed development of their cryotechnology in service of world domination, Smithstein is forced to go into hiding and compromise his moral code in order to save his wife and infant daughter, Nora, from persecution and certain death. When the SS ramps up surveillance over the project, young Victor begins to question his father's true allegiance. Both families are driven toward an impossible choice in a sinister standoff. And Victor makes a pact with Smithstein that will ripple through generations. Ooh. <laughs> so obviously we're uh, full into this because of Sean Murphy I, and Chris. Yes, Elena. I know. I mean, to me, this is, this is, I typically shy away from like the offshoot books where it's like, meanwhile, uh, but I, like you said, it's Sean Murphy doing this too. So why not? Yes. 
And then elsewhere, we've got Olympia number one of five. This is out of Image Comics by Kurt Pyers, Alex Dioto, Tony Pyers, and D. Cuniff. It says, miniseries premiere, double-sized first issue. Elon is a latchkey kid who spends his days alone reading comic books until his favorite superhero, Olympian, comes crashing off the page and into reality. But as he nurses his wounded and delirious hero back to health, he discovers Olympian isn't the only thing that came through. Something evil followed him. A comedic yet heartfelt love letter to the comics medium, Olympia is also a meditation on hope and loss. Okay, so what I like about this is clear. Excuse me. Clearly, the cover looks like an old school comic, mm-hmm. like with the, like the dot, the dot graphical treatment. Of, yes, don't know the word okay. for that. Yeah, I know, but I, I feel like dot. There's something with dots. Yes, is, is that, and I say that as someone that should know the answer. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't like to hear that it's double sized first issue because of the effort. But hey, man, I like it. Let's do it. Uh, and this was apparently conceived by Kurt Pyers when and his father Tony, while Tony was undergoing treatment for cancer. So a um, you know a story between father and son that's probably got an emotional hook in here. Should we stick through all five issues? Well, now the pressure's on. All right. Well, uh, I, you have certainly got to, uh, admittedly, m- way more than I did this week. So I'm going to let you kick it off. And then as you come to stuff that I read as well, I will just uh, chime in. Okay. So we we discussed financials. This, this should not be in here, right? Uh, Yeah, this might be old. Yeah, it's old. Okay. okay so we're in a race 27. Yeah, still powering through there. Um with this is where they're now they're kind of like a superhero team and it does it and again this is one of those books that just goes so fast where something's not quite right and we don't know quite what it is and then it's over again they're they're running with like i want to say dr j which again is a basketball player that's not involved in this Doc justice doc justice i think so right so, so it could be dr j if you're like yeah. feeling you're feeling pithy <laughs> um, but still, I- I- interesting run as always, and I-, I-, I continue to be impressed that this book, in a modern age, is at book twenty-seven. Twenty-seven, no reboots, no cancellations. I'm, I know, I'm with you. X Men Two. Uh, this is Jonathan Hickman. Um, this is a weird. This is a weird book. Um, where it's kind of dark. We're, we're continuing to learn more about how the X-Men, and I mean that in globally, I'm including all, all mutants now as X-Men, living on this living island, which is also a mutant, I know, uh, <laughs> um, are getting this weird signal from a different island with a different species of, of people. Um, and some of this, there's a joining of these two islands. And what does that mean? Because now you've got two living islands who have somehow like are they fucking are they are they just I, I don't know and it's book two so so but that's 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 happened but again because I I, I enjoyed the I've, I enjoy the X lines the way I do like I'm in let's do this um, Event Leviathan six you did not conclude this no I read it okay so thoughts on this uh, this book was awesome uh, I loved how it was able to merge seemingly all the characters from the DC universe, but still keep it like very detective focused. Um, you know, it wasn't such crazy fighting at all times. Uh, it was very, um, philosophical, you know, it was, it was, it seemed more grounded, especially considering all the characters, the crazy characters that were involved that don't aren't grounded, uh, sort of in, in reality. Um, loved, uh, 
you know, Damien being a, a central point of it. Um, I enjoyed the ending and how the ending wasn't like some big, huge fight, but it was just like exposing the secrets before he could exposing his secret before he was able to expose everyone else's. Um, but, the, but, but, but there is not an ending. They've already announced that this is going to become a right. spinoff. And that shouldn't surprise us. I imagine, but it at least ends this little tale of figuring out who he was and how do we stop him? And at least for this moment, they did stop him. Yeah. Fair so enough. Give credit. Uh, Gideon Falls 18. Did you not read this? I, I did not. Nope. Okay, okay, so Jeff Lemire, uh, I will not spoil too much, Andrea Sorrentino. Again, this is one of those books that is similar to Ascender and formerly Descender. It goes so fast, but it's just so well done. And there's so many layers. There's so many like you know, uh, flashbacks, and, and, and these stories have now really coalesced in a way that it, it's, it's – it's, I, I want to say it's making sense, but like you're starting to get a feel for – this is how these characters from seemingly different timelines and locations are actually connected. That's all I'll say about that. So, but it's, but it's great. And the one thing I did put in here is uh, I'm reading the incomplete omnibus Ooh. of uh, uh, <laughs> uh, Irredeemable by Mark Wade. The okay. whole thing's available on Comixology. I recommend it highly. Uh, this basically, once again, involves where there's a Superman-type character who has flipped his shit and is murdering the fuck out of planet Earth and his former comrades. And I mean that in the most, like, uh, Anglican way, not in a Soviet way. His just murdering people that he was formerly friends with. And why? And we have not learned why just yet. But it's interesting to watch this unfold. And you can get the whole thing for free if you uh, pay... <laughs> Um, you know, yes. if, if if you do, I don't. I, I still don't know if I do, but the monthly subscription of Comicsology. Gotcha. I will. I'll include this here. I had it in the weekly news, but I'll just move it over. Uh, got the email today from Comicsology that from now until December second, uh, by virtue of the popularity of the Watchmen television show, I'm assuming uh, Watchmen. Basically, the entire Watchmen collection is available on Comicsology Unlimited as well. So the original, the original book. Uh, every before Watchmen series, and actually the first, as of right now, the first four issues of Doomsday Clock, which I, I think I mentioned last time. Now being fully engulfed in the show, having just read the book, uh, I'd like to rewatch the movie now that I'm doing all this too. Um, I do definitely want to read Doomsday Clock, and so you know, lucky me, first four issues are there. I've already borrowed them. At some point, I'll get to them. But uh, if you are finding yourself watching Watchmen and enjoying it, you know, take advantage of this through December second. Uh, which covers the Thanksgiving holiday when some people might have some time off and uh, get yourself caught up. Okay, so I feel like the Before Watchmen thing, that's that's pretty heady because there are multiple books that have multiple issues. Yes, but they are broken down into trades, collected editions that feature two of the characters per each one. So like if you go into Com Comixology Unlimited, you can see there's a, uh, Ozymandias... And Crimson Crusader. Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. I say Ozymandias. Okay. Uh, Minuteman and Silk Spectre, Comedian and Rorschach, and Night Owl and Manhattan. So they're split up into four different uh, trades. Also, I just want to say that the show is fucking incredible. It's great. It's so great. Oh, my God. It's the best show that, I, that, that I've been watching this year. Yeah. I can't. I wish that I knew someone who knew nothing about Watchmen and is watching it. I'd love to get their take on 
Because I know I'm about to ask my brother-in-law. He typically gets into any HBO show, and I know that he really enjoyed Leftovers, who was obviously made by the same guy. Great show as well. Um, so yeah, I'd love to see someone's take that knows nothing about Watchmen. Probably there's probably people that don't even realize that it was a comic book, you know, at any point, and are just like watching it on HBO and you know somewhat confused at some stuff. But I feel like they've been playing it out well enough and giving you like backstory of these characters. Yeah. It's fantastic. Great show. Love it. All right, weekly news. Report, Warner Brothers has no plans to announce the Justice League Snyder Cut. I mean, I just, listen, for 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 fuck's sake, just do it. I mean, it's been years of this. Just do it. Would it even matter? Like, is it that different of a movie? How, like, How would I know? Yeah, like, uh, yeah, at this point, they should have just, like, released it with the DVD release or, you know... I don't know, how does DC fuck up everything in its, in its movie I, I, world? I, I, like, I, I, I they could easily know. bring this out at the same time as the next Batman or Wonder Woman, and people would go see it and love it. Anyways. I mean, yes, fine. But instead, they're releasing things like Black Adam. Johnson announces release date. Um, Dwayne, John, Dwayne The Rock Johnson announces release date with Lee Boss Logic Art. So December 21st, 2021, we will get a movie of The Rock as Black Adam. I don't care. Yeah, me neither. Okay. Uh, exclusive Leviathan Dawn one shot cover solicitation text. So we've briefly chatted about this. Um, we get revealed at the end of number six that you can find more in the next action comics book. And then there's a one shot of this. I imagine they're going to keep this story. This story was too good to not keep going. Uh, and obviously Bendis has the reins. Um, so yeah, I can see us reading this on sale February 26th. I mean, I'm with you, I guess. He'll be there. Uh, 2019, top Marvel characters, three through one. Okay, so I hate and also am drawn in by these listicles about, like, the top, this and that and the other. But as it got closer to the top, I, before I even read it, made my call. Top three Marvel characters. And by the way, I was right. In order. What do you think? Top three Marvel characters. Um, so these are, so is this only for 2019? All time. Okay. All time. Spider-Man. Do I need to do like an, or, in an order? You have to do an order. I would say Spider-Man's probably number one. Okay. Um, Spider-Man, Wolverine 2, number three, number three. I mean, I assume Wolverine's the X-Men that stands out. Probably one of the Avengers, but I don't... I mean, in more recent times, it'd be like Iron Man, but I don't know how much the MCU would play into that. Give me an order. Three, two, one. Uh, Spider-Man, Wolverine, Iron Man. So, Oh, wait, no. Three, two, one. Iron Man, Wolverine, Spider-Man. So close. Wolverine, Cap. Ooh. Spider-Man. Okay. Well, I was on the right path. And I guess I guessed correctly, just so you know. Okay, well, that I you. had correct. And we've well, got. Just... Go ahead. I mean, I'm just saying. I, I want you to know that I was right. All right, were, fantastic! Uh, I congratulate you. You, you. you were not totally right. It's, that's the main takeaway here that you should know. Well, we have the top three DC characters as well. Yes, go ahead and click on it. Okay, I am not. I haven't read down through, but I've clicked on it. It is the story is open. I can't. Something's happened with my screen. I, I can't get back. I've migrated away from the good stuff. Okay. Well, my rundown of this would be number one, Batman, two, Superman, three, Wonder Woman would be my guess. That, that is not correct. Okay. What did I miss? 
I want to say it is shit. Three's Nightwing. Slash Robin. The, the Dick Grayson. Yes. Dick Grayson. Two Superman. And Batman. One Batman. Okay. So two out of three. We couldn't be a woman in the top three. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, people. I, I guess one woman myself. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, now, I would have thought that Joker would, would have been in the top three. Oh, yeah. See, I didn't even think of that. But, yeah, that's a good point. So, that's that's what I had. All right. Uh, Leia to be the last Jedi in Rise of Skywalker before Carrie Fisher's death. So, so her brother – okay, so, I mean, I again, Star Wars – we got we, we got to see it because I'm I'm so on the edge of my seat of this. Her brother uh, announced this. Uh, Todd Todd Fisher or whatever um, that she was supposed to be sort of the last Jedi, which people were like, uh, I don't know, if I, it's not no. But J.J. Um, Abrams did say that they've managed to find enough footage that they have not used in previous films to give her the the send off that. She deserves. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> but it's like again, we'll see. Because of course, you and I know, and the world knows that whatever scenes they have of her are being sort of cobbled together and manipulated to seem as though they were filmed alongside these e- either scenes that didn't air the first time around or shoved into scenes they didn't belong to in the first place. But I, I, I mean, I trust. I trust the process. Well, if you trust it, I will trust it. Thank you for that. And I can't wait to get your take after seeing it. My stank face. <laughs> well, that's all we got for this week. It seemed jam-packed, but listen, when you're having fun, time flies. What's our excuse? Well, I encourage you to, once we're done here, watch the trailer of Dragon Ball Evolution and uh, just uh, get a taste of that. I will put that in the follow-up. I will, I will discuss this next time. I just made on by the bay. <laughs> until then hit us up too many comics.com find us online on twitter leave some comments on facebook let us know what's up we're happy to talk some books i've been reading too many comics